At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And we have returning <laughs> favorite, John Koppel. Yeah! What's up, guys? Dude, that was a Beastie Boys year boy that you just did, basically. Yo, nice. I'm, I'm trying to bring as much energy as possible because I've been hungover as shit all day. And I was thinking before that's like, I don't know how I'm going to summon the energy. So you just got the best of me. Did that's you, it. were you allowed to, were you allowed to have a few drinks before we started to, to quell the, the demons? Allowed? <laughs> that's hurtful. I don't know if you're allowed or not. Like, I know you have certain rules you have to live by because you have a family. Uh, so, you, you, you know, allowed may not have been the right. I don't know. I, I might call Megan see if see if she's cool with me having a drink or two. No, I I didn't have anything beforehand. I'm coming off a week vacation, so you always I always get the Sunday night blues. But this Sunday's extra rough because it's like I've been away and I got I had too much to drink last night. So it's everything's coming in. You're really catching, you know, a sad copster yeah dude i would definitely off myself in your position i know i I do not i know how you feel i do i do yeah thanks i feel for you but you look great you look tan you've come to complete man dime status because you were at the beach for a week and you got that tan which was the only missing link in your man dime status was the tan and now you have one it's a natural beach tan you didn't go to planet fitness for that tan you didn't go to tans that's the real deal. You spent family time on the beach, half naked, to to turn that brown as brown as you turned. I didn't know you could get that dark. Yeah, you, you know how you, you you read that people win the lottery and then they get depressed, and you're like, how does that make sense? Now they have everything. Well, I get it now because now I have everything. I'm a total man dime, oh. and I'm just sad. <laughs> it's not it's not as great as I thought it was going to be. Oh. Now you understand like the true Ewood Hollywood stories and everything, man. Something's missing. It's just, it's not enough just to be Amanda. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else you're supposed to do after that, though. 
To me, that's like you conquered the world. You think people like me walking around all hot that we'd be happy, but on the inside, there's this pressure that comes with the hotness. I've been hot for like 48 hours now, and it's been hard. (laughs) Listen, listen, you're making me and Kate's job easier because we get to look at you, but I feel like you have a hard life. I like that a lot of your listeners have no idea what I look like, and they probably are looking me up as they're listening. They're like, this motherfucker <laughs> thinks she's hot. Why did CG in the last three minutes give you more compliments than I've ever received as his girlfriend? That's what I want to know. Dude, he's working hard at this. You were just born hot. All right. Koppel's working hard at this shit right now. And he's doing it. He's doing it, dude. He climbed the mountain. He, he's at the peak. And then you just started at the peak. You were just born at the peak. So, like, I, I can't really say that much. Well, that so, was hey, nice. Hey, you're still hot? It's like, is, should I say stuff like that? Yeah, I wasn't ready for a nice thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> it kind it of disarmed you. <laughs> That's the best time to deliver a compliment. When somebody's just totally not ready, you just knocked her sideways. Yeah, yeah, she did not see that coming. I'm glad that happened that way. I really am. Jeez. All right. These hot chicks don't know how to take a compliment. <laughs> so, so yeah, dude, I can't believe. And then you scheduled that you would do the podcast. You are just a hardworking man. You just do everything. You just do everything. You made time for me and Kate to make our podcast amazing. We love when you're here, buddy. Wow. Thank you so much. I love being here. This is a great, great way to spend my Sunday. I love it. <laughs> it's not a waste of your time, of your valuable time at all. In my It's not. See, the way you're saying it makes it sound like it is, you ass. <laughs> Just a joke. Right, I'm getting on to the first topic. Do okay. it. Get it done, babe. Thanks. So. CG and I have been remembering, I don't want to give the name of this hotel, but like there was this hotel in Ocean City, New Jersey. It was like the scummiest, most falling apart place that we all went, definitely as high schoolers. I don't know if you remember this place, John, but it was like one of the shadiest places, definitely ready to crumble at any moment, probably had a ton of bed bugs, but my question is, John, do you remember this hotel we would go to? I remember vaguely because I think that we would go there explicitly just to get turned. And it was fun. Um, but yeah, I don't remember that much about it. I remember that there were a lot of it, it was one of those deals where we put as many people into a room as possible. And yeah, and we went swimming. And everyone's like, how did we get this room? Who rented this room? <laughs> how are we 16 and there's a whole hotel room full of us? How did we do this? No one ever seemed to know. And they're like, look at the place, man. I was like, yeah, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> and that's basically all we, all we knew. I don't know how a place like that existed in Ocean City, like the Jersey Shore. It's like pretty upscale place. But um, I do remember it vaguely, too. And I also feel like when we were 16, 17, we didn't even think about how did we get this room. We were just like, well, this is cool. This is what's happening now. Like, there were basically was pulling the strings while we just kind of like, we didn't even care to ask how we were getting certain things. A lot of the time, that's what I think was happening behind the scenes a lot of the time. Definitely. 
Yeah, no, it's it's great to have a friend that knows how to like pull strings and steal booze and, uh, you know, get us into places. And then yeah. we would just go and just we were so entitled. We we're like, this makes all the sense in the world that we're drinking and staying in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we should be. This and invited everyone. Like, where is the hotel manager? There's 20 16-year-olds in each hotel room. And we're like out on the deck, you know, drinking. I don't I don't know how that place. I wonder if it's still there, man. That I don't know. An amazing gem. <laughs> I feel like places like that have been gentrified. I don't know if I just used gentrified correctly, but they're like you places like that don't exist anymore in nice areas. Yeah, yeah. I feel like probably like unbeknownst to us at the time, like there are probably like a lot of stabbings at that hotel. Or like certain <laughs> <laughs> things of that nature. Because when you're just when you just don't give a fuck, when you just have a place and you just don't give a fuck, people get stabbed at your place. So like we were still chilling, but we were still you know, we were in the clouds still. We were kids, so we didn't really realize. But that was a pretty shady place. I think we got ourselves into a lot of situations that were probably scary that we were just too oblivious to understand that like we were putting ourselves in harm's way and then nothing bad happens when you're too dumb to understand that something bad could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love I love that when you didn't know all the scary stuff about the world yet. You didn't know how scary just going to the supermarket could be. Remember just a kid, you just you just nothing was scary. You were trying everything. You were down for everything. But now when you're a grown-up, everything's pretty scary. You know everything <laughs> could happen. I, know. I I went to college in New Orleans, and I would just get blackout drunk and just wander around. Sometimes I would leave my friends, and I would be in the French Quarter. And then I would just, like, well, check out some other place and just stumble <laughs> around. And then, if like, once in a while, I would read a newspaper down there and just hear about all the awful things that were happening to, like, dumb, oblivious white kids. And I'm like, oh, oh, that sucks for them. And then I would do the same shit every night. You know what I think is funny? I think it would be funny if you were actually the one doing the stuff when you were blacked out. Like, you're reading about articles about the shit that you did, and you're like, dude, this is a dangerous fucking quarter. Dangerous Plot fucking twist. Quarter. Yeah. I don't know. That's dumb. But uh, I was just thinking that would be funny if you got if you like to get that drunk. And <laughs> we just get drunk, get drunk and, yeah, just rob people at knife point, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. You were the New Orleans serial killer. No it's, one, you didn't even know it you. Worst. It's like a reverse superhero. Like you don't know, you know, you go out at night and like you become your other identity. Yeah, I think that happened in Fight Club. <laughs> I want I'm taking full credit for it, so let's not even talk about where it might have actually come from. But right. I think Kate probably has some more topics. Well, I've been practicing transitions, audience, so I can transition well from one point to the next. And that was just one of them. You're welcome. Seamless. Well, another fun place to party in high school was kind of Koppel's basement and middle school. <laughs> kind of? Yo, my basement was the hot shit. Dude, so much jizz in that basement. Mm -hmm. Our jizz. <laughs> Which makes it cool. 
If there was just, listen, if there was just a lot of jizz in the basement, that's not that cool. But it was our jizz in the basement, so that means it's awesome. It means we were getting mad, Poontang. That's what oh. it means. And when I say Poontang, it means feeling boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and not me say, so much. It doesn't mean we actually ejaculated. <laughs> but there were definitely girls to be seen there. Yeah, there were. It was a good time. I remember when we would just decide to straight up smoke in your basement instead of like, we usually were smart enough to go on the deck and smoke like outside. But then other times, like we'd go into that back room where there, it wasn't finished basement, like the water heater was and stuff like that. And we'd be like, this is this is a back room. Like the smoke can't get out of this room. I don't know. <laughs> like that was the place the smoke will stay hidden. Like, dude, your mom will never smell it. It's all good. Like, we'd start smoke. We'd be smoking for about four minutes. She's like, guys! <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> How did she smell it? She's got a nose like a, a bloodhound. <laughs> but we didn't have it good enough by just having a walkout porch that was covered. It was, it was so comfortable. There was plenty of seating for us, but half the time you're right. We were just like, well, let's just smoke down here. Like, <laughs> like it was never enough for us. And then my mom, she'd stick her head downstairs. Like mom, go fucking upstairs. Leave me alone. She's like, what's that? Mrs. Cobb. You can like go fuck yourself. Mom. <laughs> we thought that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> we would, we would tell her we were lighting incense. No mom. It's just incense. I'm like, incense again. That was the best. We love incense. He's like, your eyes are redder than the devil's. <laughs> like, no, Mrs. Cobble, it's allergies. It's yeah. allergy season. That basement, I'm going to call the basement Club Copple now. I'm not saying that's a cool name for it, but... I'm not saying that it's either. Not. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we branded it as Club Copple, nobody would have ever come over ever again. Y'all want to chill Club Copple tonight? Be like, actually, I'm never coming to your house again. <laughs> it was cool right up until you called it that. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly, it was cooler when Siege called it like the house of jizz <laughs> when you called it Club Copple. We're not selling it well. Yeah, it wasn't named for a reason. There was no name for it for a reason. It didn't need a name. It's just the basement. But Kate was saying... That some girls to remain nameless were telling her that one night they snuck over from his house. So there's these four chicks. One of these chicks told Kate a story about when they snuck over. They were sleeping over a girl's house who's close to your house. And they snuck over to your house. And then they didn't tell her any more of the story. And I drew a blank and I was just like, listen, man, bitches roll through. Like I don't, I don't, I don't remember a specific instant, but like bitches be rolling through. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember the instance? No, I don't. People came by. Like <laughs> this happened. You know, when you really start to take inventory of your life, sometimes it can feel pretty cool. <laughs> you're like you don't realize that things are happening. You're like, yeah, I guess people are just coming over at all hours. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah. But I think, you know, j just being completely transparent, I, they weren't coming over to see me, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure I had some bros that were crashing and, you know, something was happening there. 
I had people so, staying so, over we a lot. There. No, no, like, like we were there. That was a part of the story. Me, you, let's call him <laughs> for purposes of the podcast. Nailed this. <laughs> I'm the best at, at fucking anonymity. If you if there's a pro sport, dude, I'd be the fucking Tom Brady. So anyway, yes, I believe it was me, you, and him who will not be named at the crib. They snuck over, and I just told Kate, like, poontang be rolling through. <laughs> and we don't do nothing with the poontang. We just touch the boobs pretty much. But, like, still poontang is, be rolling through, though. We left them wanting more. <laughs> Which is another way of saying we left them very unsatisfied. Yeah, we left them com- completely virgins. Yeah, just, but which is how they left us as well. But I still like to call girls coming through Poontang, even if we had nothing to do with it. It's yeah, it's offensive. <laughs> it's off-putting considering we're all we were all underage. And just any guy who refers to the girls coming through as just poontang, just as like one of their private parts, it's like not a favorite usually. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's creepy older guy talk. You know how sometimes when you were a kid, you would know a dude that'd be 10, 15 years older and like, so some of that poontang coming by later or what? And you'd be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you remember how there would always be creepy older dudes? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Kate, you don't know, but like men are worse than you realize. They're terrible. That was a great impression of one. No, the only reason I said Poontang was rolling through, because like Kate was asking me about it and I couldn't actually remember. Like, I think maybe I wasn't even there to, to be cool. And so my answer, the cool answer was like, dude, like bitches be rolling through, you know, like that was just to make it like, it's cool that I don't remember. And I might not have even been there. We just, we keeps it real. It was basically like that. Like I was creepy. I never would have said it in real life. There was definitely a time in which uh, a girl that lived in my neighborhood was having a sleepover. A bunch of ladies were over. I had a bunch of my boys over. My, my mom was out of town. So we went over there. This is like dead of winter. And we walked over there and we decided we got to wake them up. Now, they didn't know that we were coming. This was very <laughs> ill-conceived. They didn't know we were coming. And her parents were home. They're having like a family-approved you know, nice sleepover. Like okay. we got a like slumber party. Yeah, it was a slumber party. Thank yeah. you. So like we'll throw pebbles at the window or whatever. So we come over there, our dopey asses. Immediately, her dad opens door. Like, what's the meaning of this? What's going on? And we all just started running. But there's snow and ice on the ground. I immediately, my very first step, my feet fly <laughs> out from under me, and I just land on my back. Our one buddy sees me, sees what happens to me, looks at me and runs right into a car because he's running. <laughs> Another buddy, he decided to cut through the woods. He got clotheslined by a tree branch. Like we all fucked ourselves up. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that well, might be the story that she was telling, Kate. It might I, think, be. I think that's the one. That sounds like, yeah, that sounds more like it. Yeah, she mentioned how like, the person's family kind of flipped. It must have been 
that must have been one of the stories she was referring to for sure. That's crazy. <laughs> that that is a dope story. Like that's all, that's like re- pretty close to a home invasion story. It's like, but when you're kids, you don't know that. <laughs> right. So, you you just invade homes, and it's like it's all good. It's you know, for the print. I think there's like until you're about eighteen there's this thrill of running away from things. You're like, you know, maybe we get in and we hook up or we have to run away from the parents. That's fun too. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a good, that was a good time. I wish I could remember what happened to everyone, but like at least four of us hurt ourselves. I just wish that option to run was like around when you're a grown up too. Because you always had the option to like dart away from a place as a kid. Like, you didn't, you didn't have that much pride that you couldn't just dart away. And now, like, if you're in a situation, like, you have to stand there and take it as a grown-up. I, I think... <laughs> if I just knew I could run when I felt like it. But there's also the realization as an adult, like, oh, if I run from this cop and he catches me, that's when you get your ass beat. Like, that's worse. Yeah, that's way worse. Because I remember... Like we had a time where somebody got pulled over and a friend from that prior story, he always would run. And he was like saying to, he's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And we're like, keep your ass in the fucking car. Like the cop was already walking up to the car and he was threatening to bounce. We're like, you're not fucking going anywhere. You stop it. Well, the thing there is, you know, if he runs, like there's a car, we can't leave the car. Like, right. we're still screwed. Like, he's cool, but we're still screwed. So we make him stick around. Mm-hmm. Now, me and did this once. <laughs> when <laughs> we got in an accident, someone else was driving. We got in an accident. We've been smoking in the car. And then after the accident, me and him, the person driving the car parked up, you know, parked up in the parking lot of the supermarket or whatever. And then we got out. And I walked five miles home, and he went to work at the pharmacy with the bong in his pants for four hours. <laughs> at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> Kate, did you have fun at the party last night? So uh, Kate was at this party where I humiliated myself. By the way, I'm 40 and I'm the guy that gets drunk at parties. It's so sad. I'm really not proud of myself. Um, but Kate was suffering from social anxiety before she came. <laughs> and I had to give her pep talks. I think Siege was giving her a pep talk. And even at the party, I'm like, you're killing it right now. You look, you look great right now. You're a dime piece. Go talk to people. Nice. 
Listen. Say slam piece. I like to say you're looking like a real slam piece right now. You got this made. That's probably what I said. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I I was fine. It's it's a little anxiety producing going into like big parties sometimes, but no, it was it was fun. I got to see a lot of friends from high school. Yeah, it was a good time. You definitely were drunk, but you didn't make an ass of yourself. You were talking emphatically and swaying a little bit and slurring. Oh, good lord! No, but it wasn't like turning them out on the podcast like that. Peter, <laughs> relax. No, no, it wasn't like bad. It was like uh, I go swaying, swaying and slurring. That that is that like you're on a boat. That's that's a bad description of. That's rough because it was. She's talking about me at like eight thirty, and I hung around for many more hours. <laughs> like this was early in the night. In his defense, he didn't say anything was, embarrassing. Like that was also the last day of a vacation week, so that's like you're the sloppiest mess you're going to be by then. Somehow, he looks incredible, but on the insides, he's he's disgusting by that point. And sloppy, and then therefore, what are you going to do? Yeah, I no, just... my my body's rotting from the inside, <laughs> but the outside, you know, you can obviously see looks, looks great, but chapel, but like <laughs> so nobody would know. But I'm trying to see from his point of view, and honestly, since I didn't see this allegedly drunk couple, I can't just jump on board here. I'm not saying it was embarrassing. I just never really see Koppel drunk. John is someone who's got his head on, what is it, straight? Yeah. All the time. Straight. I think it's straight. straight. I'll Google that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, to see him just a little bit off center, I said, I go, I think, I think you're drunk, John. And he goes, yeah, he's drunk. <laughs> that was a good Cause like, I'm just so bad. I'm not always great at reading it, but you were feeling it. You weren't an embarrassment or anything. I like that it confused you. I like that you're confused. Like John, something's different about you. You usually have your dignity intact. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was having a good time. Our, our buddy really, he made some good cocktails. I was fired up to see people. I'm one of those people. I get excited. When I start seeing people, I'm like, I'm like you, Siege. Like I get excited, and then I just start getting a little bit. I start going a little bit fast, and I'm throwing the drinks down, and then before you know it, I'm swaying, <laughs> mm -hmm. and everybody knows. It's so embarrassing. Been there before, pardon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I didn't. I really didn't find it embarrassing. It just I wasn't used to that couple, but it used you got to used to it. <laughs> Yeah. And once you've made it like Koppel, you're allowed to do whatever you want, pretty much. No one can say because he's made it already. And so like nobody can be like, what is he doing? They emulate what he's doing because he's made it. Were people emulating me last night, Kate? A lot of people were drinking last night. You know what I mean? Um, I I kind of settled by a table for the last couple of hours and was just talking to some of the the closer people I went to high school with that I didn't get to catch up with very much. Like we ran into a friend who owns a club in Philly. I hadn't seen him in years and years. He looked a bit stressed from 
running clubs and stuff for like 20 years because that's when you run a club for 20 years you take e every night you're looking a little bit stressed you're looking a little bit worn out yo i didn't no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i i have no idea if club owners might do that or might not i feel like if you own the place you probably can't do that because you have to like have your wits about you but i mean it can be a it can be a rocky scene i'm sure it's not the most stress-free job to have exactly no, I think I think it's pretty tough, but he he seems to talk about somebody that has it together. I never see him banged up. And um, yeah, no, he looked good. His girlfriend's pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, and so that's proof. No, no. Usually to a man, that's proof that like you're doing pretty good. It's not if, sad. If I see someone with a hot girlfriend or a hot wife, that's proof to me like they're doing pretty good with themselves. I don't care about much else. Yeah. Sometimes there's somebody from high school that you didn't really think too much of and you run into them. And if they're with somebody that's really attractive, it's like, maybe I never respected him as much as I should have. I know what you're talking about. I'm like, yo, dude, he's bringing something to the table, man. Yeah. Man, why don't we used to hang out? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo, it's the, it's the major respect. It's like having the best bling bling on a rap video. Well, that's CG dressed me for the party, like through through FaceTime. He wanted me to have the cleavage out, mm -hmm. show the goods. Which you did halfway. <laughs> um, no, I, she was rocking out. I mean, I, well, you don't know what her full rocking out looks like yet, because See? that was only that was only that was a third. See, I'm not gonna go looking like a fucking stripper to a classy. Yeah, and that's what you told me, and we're still at odds. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, no, no. I did, you know, I wanted to make sure that she she made a good appearance at the party because I couldn't be there for for reasons beyond my control. So I wanted to make sure she made a good appearance because I know that just makes me look better in every way. That if I was judging me. And I saw a hot girl come in to represent the other person. I judge them an A plus. Uh, That's all I would need to know. And so, like, it's like having an envoy. Wow. Yeah. No, that's true. And I, th I think that when people saw Kate, they were like, "All right, Siege. That was all night." Did Siege yeah. come up? Were we talking about Siege last night? Yeah, there were different moments. Well, you. I don't know if you remember this. You. No. <laughs> No, I can already tell you, I do not remember. Let me stop you right there, Kate. <laughs> you went into like a really cute thing about CG for a sec where you were like, I don't know someone with a better attitude. I do remember that. Yeah. You were really sweet. And I think I made a comment because you said it in front of a bunch of people and they were like touched. And I was like, that's my boyfriend's boyfriend. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, you, you had to make it weird. You, the, you really ruined the <laughs> of my bro get my back. If that's what you said afterwards. You're both supposed to have my back, Kate. Nice job. Made it yeah. such a It just touched everyone so much. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, you came up and I was like, listen, this guy's got a hell of an attitude. He's a winner. He's a good person. And Kate's like, yeah, Cobble wants to do him. I'm like, why does it got to, why do you got to do that? <laughs> Can you please? I have personality problems. You completely torpedoed that effort to bring me back into popularity. 
<laughs> I know. I'm trying to work on my man's status. I thought that we could work together. You could show out, you know, you you had the you're boobing out, and I'm like, yeah, Siege is the man. And then you're like, yeah, those two get it on with each other. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> I know that there would be anything wrong with that, other than the fact that, like, you know, I'm married. Because Kate told me this story earlier, but she left the part out about when she said that. Which is the best part? Where she actually she doesn't have that many zingers where she gets somebody like that, and she fucks <laughs> up, and so like, and it's right after you have my back heavy, so like that she, she purposely left that part of the story out, dude. Yeah, and Perfect. by the way, I'm not very confrontational, especially when I'm drinking. So when somebody rips me, I just don't. I just sit there with a stupid look on my face. She got me. I was like, what, ah, dude, <laughs> I just had nothing. Well, that would, that's such like that move right there. You would be so blindsided because it's supposed to be like his main squeeze who's got his back in every way. And then she saw a window and she fucked your world up. It didn't fuck his world up. You straight. You just told me what you said. You're the reason I had to get so drunk last night, Kate. <laughs> I was just throwing down drinks like fucking Kate. He's, go, he's bringing tears to people's eyes out of support. And then you come in there, big comedian. Yeah, yeah, big comedian. Big comedian, knocking people down to size. Was was my wife standing there when you humiliated me in public? When you emasculated me like that, Kate? Took his balls. You just chopped my balls off in front of the whole party. All my best friends there were like, I used to respect that guy. Oh <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I used to hang at Club Copple. <laughs> this guy what? sucks. <laughs> this guy fucking sucks. Sweet, genuine. <laughs> yeah. I By the way, so you didn't only take me down, you took Siege down too. Because it was like, it's like, oh, Koppel's a douchebag. You know what? Fuck Siege. <laughs> Those two can have each other. You saw an opportunity for a singer. Big comedian. Big comedian in the house. Yeah. You had to embarrass me in front of the cool club owner and his hot girlfriend. Fucked us up, man. Damn it, Kate. I wasn't feeling depressed enough. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, you literally right, did I'm... tell me that entire story word for word, except the thing that you said. <laughs> like, you like it was the most heartwarming thing ever. You never told me you fucking burned it. You fucking shot it up in flames. Yeah. Well, well, it's more of just like okay. In Jersey Shore, Vinny and Polly, they have like a bromance. And I feel like you two plus the person whose name I won't say, I feel like you guys have a bromance, but I don't even mean it like sexually. Yeah, no, no, it's like Vinny and Polly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Jersey Shore guys. I always wanted to be like those guys. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty dope. <laughs> Sorry I left that part out, Siege. <laughs> No, yeah. it's all good. You left that out for a reason. You really burned us. So I woke up all partied out this morning, like thinking about all like the sad things about last night. That was the first thing I thought of. Kate made me look like an idiot. No, I actually forgot all about that. Well, yeah. I wish I hadn't brought it up. No, it's it was awesome. I think that I actually looked really nice. You, <laughs> you just look looked great. you just looked really immature. You look like a monster. 
but it was like everyone else got to laugh at it without without them being a monster, but you were the monster. No one laughed. <laughs> no one laughed. Just nobody laughed. <laughs> Did it get quiet? Did it get quiet? And I'm just sitting there swaying with my, a big smile on my face, not even knowing that things are awkward now. You <laughs> must have moved the audience if no one laughed at that joke, because that's a pretty good joke. <laughs> For them not to laugh, they must have really been moved by Koppel's speech. It was like a really sweet, kind gesture. And they're like genuinely curious about you. So John coming in being like, I have to say his attitude, it's amazing and it's inspiring. And I, I was saying like, it is, it is. Like, cause I am, I totally agree. But like after five minutes when it ended, it was like, there was just a silence. And then I, and then I had to say something. It was dumb, I regret it. Well, listen, if I went off about Siege's attitude for five minutes, then you had to say something. I didn't realize I was going for so long. No, I can be pretty long-winded when I'm drinking. I'm like, and let me tell you another thing about Siege. And they're like, God, yo, he's not here, Koppel. <laughs> A lot of people were talking about him because they wanted to know, you know, we, we missed you there, but you'll be there. You'll be at a party soon. Okay, next topic. CG and I were talking earlier how from eighth to ninth grade, there's this huge shift because in middle school, you know, we're all dating for the most part in our grade. And then you get to high school and the girls are suddenly, you, most of them are dating older guys. And now the, the guys are kind of like abandoned a little bit until they get a little older and then they start dating younger. Not all of them. But we were kind of talking about that phenomenon, and CG said it's pretty awful. When girls go into ninth grade, they rise and to, through the ranks, and they start dating juniors and seniors and stuff like that. And the dudes, they're in the bottom of the shit heap. They're the bottom of existence. There's nothing scummier than a ninth grade boy. Nobody in a scummier position than a ninth grade boy. Yeah, there's not much clout there. And you've oh. got also we compounded that by taking up pot. So we were just got high all the time and no girls were like, oh, how about those three burnouts? We got to see what they're thinking about right now. It's like, no, but meanwhile, you guys did OK. You guys did all right. I did not do. I was I was in no man's land for that whole time. It was rough. I had a pretty rough time, but then I got a girlfriend at a different school in 10th grade who was a smoke show and uh, and that gave me some clout. And I was like, what's up, y'all? Mm -hmm. Or something to that effect. It was exactly <laughs> like that. Exactly what you just did. And um, <laughs> you you were, that's, yeah, you, you came, you came out of hibernation when that happened. You were yeah. You were a full grizzly after that. <laughs> yeah, I think girls that like see me and have to deal with me on too regular a basis are not that interested, but I can go and show up somewhere and like be okay to that new group. But yeah, put on the big dog and pony show. And then is it called a dog and pony show? Yes. Did I say that right? You put on the big dog and pony show. When, you know, when we go somewhere else and you dazzle, you bring the dazzle. I put the razzle dazzle on and then by the time they realize that I'm kind of annoying, it's like, well, you're stuck. Like, you already hit these skins. Like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Do you want, you want to tell everybody that you just, you know, you had a one night stand or do you want to be my girlfriend? 
<laughs> you have my stink all over you now. Oh my God, this is oh getting God. more offensive. And the real thing, yeah, that happened in ninth and 10th grade, the girls that were on your level in eighth grade are now way 10 times past your level come ninth grade. Uh-huh. And so you don't know what to do. You're just feeling like the biggest scum bucket in the world. And then it happens again when you go to college and you're a freshman in college. The chicks, not exactly the same. Stop giving me, you guys are doing hand signals over over an audio pod, podcast. <laughs> And the people, they're giving the, I don't know, you know, waving him back and forth. I don't know if college is the same. Well, I don't know. It maybe Paul, not. It was as a freshman in college, but Koppel was. I was dating dude. I dated a dude my age. Well, you, were, you were slumming it. You decided to slum it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Seems you are you are right to like an extent. You could still it wasn't as hard as freshman year of high school because there's just that many more people in college. Right. And I don't think that status mattered as much to everybody. So like, you know, girls were less likely to look at a freshman than yeah, freshman, like because people kind of get over that. But it was way harder than it than than it was when you're like a junior in college. Sure. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, in college, no, it was easier in college because, like, there's not that much of a size difference between an 18 year old and a 22 year old. But like, there's a pretty huge di- size difference between a 14 year old and an 18 year old. You know, that's who you're competing against. That's who they see. So, like, you can still kind of compete. But I don't think gir- girls don't have these valleys. The, like these canyons that they have to, they have to, these chasms that they have to jump over in life that we had to jump over. It just seems like it's very easy to be a woman, <laughs> is what he just trying to say. Now I'm feeling like kind of a jerk here, but no, I don't think that they go through some hard things. <laughs> I I can't name those hard things because I've never really thought about it, but I'm sure that Come they. On, baby. <laughs> I'm just playing, but I think one thing that they never thought about was how hard it is to be a man in ninth grade or 10th grade. Yeah, there was always some satisfaction from hearing girls talk shit on the younger girls. It's like, ooh, coming in with this attitude, just like the the catty shit talking. Not that I'm not putting this on all women, but like, you know, some do that. And it would make me feel good to hear that because it's like, yeah, so you got a little bit of taste of like what it's like to have to compete then. Good. Mm. Speaking of talking shit or beef, did you guys hear about the beef right now between Lamar and Tristan? Tristan Thompson, Lamar Odin, the whole what happened? (laughs) Did I say it wrong? (laughs) Are you trying to do sports news here? (laughs) Lamar Odin, didn't he retire like 10 years ago? But wait, hold on. I'm not bringing it up to talk about like a sports game. Yeah. But this is what I want to bring up. So like how I, they have to do with the Kardashians. That's yeah. the part. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm I'm open about that. Okay. So Chloe posted a picture of her like under an outside shower. She looked great. And Lamar wrote hottie with like a bunch of emojis, right? And then Tristan 
he wrote this and I wanted your guys' opinions on it because I have some strong opinions. So you guys know how like Lamar almost died. Yes. He had addiction issues. He almost died at a brothel. Did you know that, CG? No. Oh, yeah. Watch the Kardashians? No, this is wild. He was at, what's it, the Bunny Ranch? Is that where he was? So, no, like, so this... I'm, pretending, I'm pretending I'm cooler than I am. I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about it. I was just trying to play the man card. Too manly to watch that stuff. But, yes, I know everything, everything about it. Keep going, Kate, in case the audience doesn't. You're saying you want Koppel to keep going because he was about to explain it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's at the world famous Bunny Ranch. That's in uh, not is it in Las Vegas or outside of Vegas somewhere. I think outside. Yeah, Reno maybe. I don't know. So you know, uh, obviously prostitution's legal there, and he was partying, and he had been on a bender there for several days, and at some point he goes unconscious and they had to he was in a coma i think for a week or something Ooh. and it's yeah kind of miraculous that he made a full recovery and i honestly didn't realize that he was okay uh, but i guess he is because what was he what was he fucking with that put him in a coma like i think there was coke i think that there were definitely boner pills um oh. Yeah, and I don't know what else. Probably ecstasy. But you alcohol. know what? Yeah, alcohol, cigarettes. Okay, so here's so like I said, he wrote hottie, and then this is what Tristan wrote. And wait, wait, just for context, so Lamar is now not with her. He's not with her. Tristan. They weren't even together back then, right? Oh, right. They they were divorced, I believe. Um, they weren't together. I don't know if the divorce was official, but yes, they were no longer together when it happened. But Chloe was a big part in his rehabilitation. Like when he came back in the hospital, like she didn't leave his side. You know, like she wanted to just make sure he was alive and well. Um, but Tristan who is now her baby daddy. They've been on and off. He's cheated on her a lot. But he wrote, he said, God brought you back the first time. Play if you want different results. So it's- I don't even understand that. Really? I'll read it again. God <laughs> brought you back the first time. Play if you want different results. He's saying like, God brought you back after that OD experience and he's saying like if you play again like right now if you play with me you're gonna die this time so it was like a threat but, but what does it mean god's not gonna bring him back this time how would he know that yeah it sounds the wording's a little bit he's trying yeah. it too hard she definitely and it's it's a strange threat like <laughs> if you're gonna threaten someone you could be a little bit more direct than than that yeah. just so you didn't land it if it's that confusing. Like I've read a lot of books, and that left me confused. I got a I got a high, very high SAT score. Got good grades in school, and I I really can't decipher exactly what he was talking about. So like, if I'm confused, I know a large chunk of the world is confused by the statement too. Well, I just think it's like a mean out. Like I just think it's way out of pocket. It's like to bring up the time the guy almost died. Um, I don't know, it just felt, I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was really mean and hurtful. 
Yeah, he's a little he's a little overprotective, it seems. Yeah, it's it's a very insecure thing to do. Like you call your ex a hottie, so you know, and then her new dude is like kind of threatening you in a very confusing, indirect way. Now, this yeah. is what I'm wondering too, because I know Lamar Odom's like six ten. Huge dude. Who who's the new guy? Is he huge too? Yeah, he's a center. Yeah, he's massive. He's probably he's probably a good seven feet. Oh shit. Yeah, she's got a type. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I'd like to see it if they were to fight. Well I guess that's tough to say because I mean the, the Tristan's got he's younger, right? He is. And he didn't almost die. And so, like, he's probably, I mean, I'm serious. That's going to take a toll on you. If you are a current professional basketball player and then somebody who's, like, 10 years retired and and went through some shit like that and you're bigger than him, I mean, the threat's threat's kind of valid. I don't know if it was okay or not because they're off and on. Like, like they're off and on, and he's protecting somebody he's, like, off and on with. Like, I don't know. I think that's such a weak threat that he definitely does not actually want to fight. Nobody says something that's that corny and, it's like, is ready to throw down. You know, he would just be, like, he would he would do something more direct. And when I say direct, I mean, like, probably not put it on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh, a real now, threat. Who do you guys think would win in doubles tennis? You two versus Lamar and Tristan. Oh, shit. Tennis? I think we would crush them at tennis. This is the yep. thing. I think we would crush anyone in doubles tennis. Because we were, we were 11 and 12 seed on a Sandy Run team. And 11 and 12 seed in Upper Dublin... We kicked the shit out of every other tennis team anywhere within the Bucks County region and Montgomery County region. But, you know, not not everywhere all over the county. Right. I mean, all over the country. But <clears throat> if you were 11th and 12th in Upper Dublin, you might as, be, as well have been 11th and 12th in the world. Basically. Right? Yeah. We And we gave the 9th and 10th doubles team all they could handle. All they could handle. They wouldn't kick the shit out of us or anything. No. In the contest to see who would be that and who would be 11th and 12th. They didn't kick the shit out of us. And uh, and we would talk mad shit to everybody that we played. They, yeah. If we could have fought them, we would have fucked their shit up. And I think we would frequently tell them that too. <laughs> if you guys wanted to fight, by the way, it would be even worse than this ass kicking we're giving you in tennis. In case you were wondering. Now, this is what I'm thinking. These are some pretty lanky fellows. And they run back and forth on a basketball court pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And they got some, some wide wingspans. I'm thinking there wouldn't be any place on the court to hit it. They couldn't just reach over and get it without even moving their feet. I, I doubt that they play tennis, though. That has to matter. Okay, this is a hard question, and you have our pride tied up in it as well. And so it's really hard to give you a straight one here. I'm not trying to get it around them. I am hitting the ball directly at them as hard as I possibly can. 
And Dude, they're gonna fuck our old asses up. Like in a fight after you do that. <laughs> Maybe. Like, what the fuck you doing, son? <laughs> I told you not to do that, man. I told you not to do that, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. As, as they're as they're stepping over the net, which is really easy for them to do just with a leg to step over the net. They don't have to like climb over it, they just step over with one leg. <laughs> I'm like, no, be cool, man, be cool, man, be cool. Be cool, man. Be cool. They're like, stop saying be cool, motherfucker. <laughs> it would end pretty bad for us if you just started gunning balls at uh, Lamar Odom's head and his other guy. But um, but in all fairness, we'd win because 11 to 12 uh, seed, eighth grade tennis team. We've got the pedigree. That's it. I mean, we're just we've got the background. We have. Uh, a documented history of excellence on the courts, and were we undefeated? I think we were undefeated. Yeah, no one ever beat us on from a different team. Just we just got the shit kicked out of us by the kids on our team because <laughs> our team was so good. <laughs> yeah, but we never lost. We never lost a, a match. I mean, I don't think that it counted because as eleven and twelve, you're kind of JV, but still. The, well, well. Well, hold on. On morning announcements, they'd tell the, the games that counted, like first and second singles and first and second doubles. And we were fourth doubles, but they'd still be like, in exhibition, John Cotter, Charles Erickson, win. And I'd look around, the, I'd look around homeroom and be like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> you heard, that's me. Exhibition play, victory. When they would announce stuff over the PA, I would feel so much pride because I would play. I was on the basketball team, and they'd, you know, talk about whoever Jason White scored eighteen points, and and then they'd start naming other people. It's like and John Coppel also had four, and I'd be like, Yeah, I did. <laughs> it felt really like, good. I told you I was on the team. <laughs> I'm proud of both of you for your yeah. job. I'm proud of us too. I just feel like, and I feel like, I feel like most of the people who were better than us on the tennis team then are not better than us now. Mm -hmm. But I don't want anyone to actually challenge us uh, because I'm not really sure about it. I haven't played tennis in a long time. But I like to think that me and Cop are extremely athletic 40 year olds. Mm -hmm. I think so. And I like to think that everyone else is really falling apart and having a really hard time. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, what I like to think in my world. It's a war of attrition. We've kind of kept ourselves together. <laughs> and, and these days I'm playing more pickleball than tennis anyway. And you did yeah. tell me that? Is it handball? No. It's like you play with a paddle and and it's like a wiffle ball type of thing. And the net is a little bit lower than a tennis net and the court isn't quite as big and it's awesome where do they have this they it's like it's extremely fast growing sport we've got at our park in our neighborhood the pickleball courts are crazy Dude, i gotta come to the rich people neighborhood and check out the pickleball courts i got to yeah i did bring me and, and all my inner city peoples up to the rich people neighborhood and find out about these pickleball courts and uh, I'm going to start taking people change. So once money. So I told my mom that I've been playing pickleball. And she's like, yeah, everybody around here plays because it's like an old person sport. Uh, so, 
Yeah. So a lot of old oh, folks really? play. Your mom in the retirement place in Florida? Yes. So she said she was going to play. Somebody got her a paddle and I'm like, this is a great idea, mom. She's like, I'm going right now. I'm going to play. This is going to be awesome. I got a text from her an hour later of her face. She busted her face. She texted me from the hospital. She face planted. She broke her nose playing pickleball. I felt so bad because I told her it was a good idea. Terrible son. Did she like, was any of that in there? It was her fault. Subtext. Yeah, it was just implied. Yeah. But so, you know, listen, I don't know how many older listeners you guys get, but if you're over the age of 70, I don't know if you should be playing pickleball. Is she over 70? Yeah. She looks ravishing. Oh, thank you. I'm going to tell her. Tell her. Yeah. She sure as shit doesn't listen to this bullshit. No, I mean, it's bullshit for that, you know, a, a very classy lady like her. Okay. But she would have been way better to ask about the Tristan Thompson, Lamar Odom thing. She would have actually had thoughts. I had nothing. Well, guys, this was awesome. Let's wrap this up. Before we do so, I just want to say, everyone, we have a Patreon page. Patreon.com. up. <laughs> Patreon.com slash invasion of privacy. Please check it out. We've got a lot of good stuff on there. Koppel might be doing an exclusive episode soon where we can be freer. We can say more names, maybe. I, I think we could probably still get sued, but we'll be a little freer. We're going to have money to pay whoever sues us because it's on Patreon. That's the paid one. Yeah. Get that money. And then also, if you want a healing, kwolf27 at gmail.com and cg do you want to have anything to say do you have anything to say (laughs) my language my my language structure is going (laughs) yeah god's not gonna save you again (laughs) it's it's after eight o'clock p.m on the east coast folks and uh me and kate's mind crawl slows to a crawl by this time and so that's why that's the problem with this podcast Koppel's on point so he uh he definitely he definitely saved our asses today but uh it's cg erickson on instagram and youtube and facebook and tiktok yeah <laughs> um our listen to peaks that's my podcast uh you can find me on instagram at peaks underscore podcast and yeah all that <laughs> thanks guys bye later at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. 
engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 